Chapter Thirty Seven of Helping Himself or Grant Thornton's Ambition. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Helping Himself or Grant Thornton's Ambition by Horatio Alger, Jr. Chapter Thirty Seven Willis Ford Finds the Runaways. I shall be absent for a few days, Mrs. Estabrook, said Grant to the housekeeper as he entered the house. Where are you going? she inquired. I can't tell you definitely. Hadn't you better wait till Mr. Reynolds gets back? No, business is not very pressing in the office, and I can be spared. The housekeeper concluded that Grant was going to Colebrook, and did not connect his journey with the lost boy. Oh, well, I suppose you understand your own business best. Herbert will miss you if he finds you away when his father brings him back. Do you think he will? asked Grant, eyeing the housekeeper sharply. I'm sure I don't know. I suppose he expects to, or he would not have traveled so far in search of him. Shall you be glad to see him back, Mrs. Estabrook? Of course. What makes you doubt it? demanded the housekeeper sharply. I thought you didn't like Herbert. I wasn't always petting him. It isn't in my way to pet boys. Do you often hear from Willis Ford? That is my business, answered Mrs. Estabrook sharply. Why do you ask? I was wondering whether he knew that Herbert had been abducted. Oh, that is more than we know. Very likely the boy ran away. Grant called on the cashier at his private residence, confided to him his plan, and obtained a sum of money for traveling expenses. He left the Grand Central Depot by the evening train, and by morning was well on his way to Chicago. Meanwhile, Willis Ford had left no stone unturned to obtain news of the runaways, and this he did not find difficult, although he attended with delay. He struck the right trail, and then had only to inquire as he went along whether two boys had been seen, one small and delicate, the other large and well-grown, wandering through the country. Plenty had seen the two boys and told him so. "'Are they your sons, mister?' asked the laborer, of whom he inquired. Not both of them, only the smaller, answered Ford with unblushing falsehood. And what made them run away now? My son probably did not like the boarding place I selected for him. Why didn't he write to you? He didn't know where to direct. Who is the other lad? The son of the man I placed him with. I think he may have induced Sam to run away. Finally Ford reached Claremont, the town where the boys had actually found refuge and here he learned that two boys had been taken in by dr stone answering to the description he gave one the younger had been sick but now was better this information he obtained at the hotel ford's eyes sparkled with exultation he had succeeded in his quest and once more herbert was in his hands or would be very soon he inquired the way to dr stone's and everybody knew where the doctor lived and he had no trouble in securing the information he sought indeed before he reached the house he caught sight of abner walking in the same direction with himself but a few rods ahead he quickened his pace and laid his hands on the boy's shoulder abner turned and an expression of dismay overspread his face ha my young friend i see that you remember me said ford ironically well what do you want asked abner sullenly you know well enough i want the boy you have persuaded to run away with you i didn't persuade him never mind about quibbling i know where the boy is and i mean to have him 
Do you want me to? No, I don't care where you go. I reckon Herbert won't go with you. And I reckon he will. That is Dr. Stone's, isn't it? Never mind answering. I know well enough it is. He'll have Bub sure, said Abner disconsolately. But I'll follow him, and I'll get him away as sure as my name's Abner Barton. End of chapter 37